following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. They were all, all these last legs. I didn't give a damn who I was with. I meant we're all going to die sooner or later. Welcome to Getting a Loser Starting a Podcast. I am Chop. Yo, it's Cheetah. And today we're in the Cheetah's Cave. What's mm-hmm. the Cheetah's Cave? We're we calling the Cheetah's Cave your house now? Sure. Whatever you want. It's in the Chop layer. Yeah, yeah, it's Cheetah's Cave because it makes more sense. Um, we had we had different we had different plans and whatnot. I'll let Cheetah tell us was the yeah. So basically. Uh, Fiden was supposed to come on this week. Him and uh, Yoder had an old whole episode planned. Uh, they wouldn't tell us what it was, but you know, sometimes life gets in the way. So Fiden wasn't able to do it this week. He's gonna try and come on, maybe in a week or two, try again. But uh, so we had to throw something together real quick because we, you know, we kind of didn't really have anything planned because we were. You know, fighting told us not to really do anything to just kind of, you know, that they were going to take care of everything this week. So, you know, we said, fuck it. Uh, no Choop either this week. He uh, started a new schedule just for the week. So uh, he didn't want us waiting until 830 when he got out of work. So, Holy snikes. Yeah. So it's going to be just us this week. So, man, I figured we'd go back to our old stomping ground. Something we haven't done, or something we haven't really done in a while. Man, as like, like as soon as I got the, as soon as I got the word uh, to prove the message he he posted on our group, but then I texted, uh, I texted the group. I was like, all right, it's like I'm trying to think of the episodes. Like I'm looking, I'm looking at our looking at my source material. I'm like, oh, this looks good. I give him like two episodes. This episode is gonna be a good one. It should be a good one. But we'll explain more to it later. Oh. You're fucking terrible at this. Yeah, fuck you doing this for 114 episodes <laughs> and you're still not good at this. Oh, fuck. But the people love my raw material, man. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, before we get into the episode, you know, just talk about a little bit of shit that's been going on lately. First of all, biggest news that come out lately, uh, official as of midnight last night. The writer's strike is officially over. Hallelujah, hallelujah. They uh, they reached a deal that everybody agreed on. And uh, so now we got, you know, the writer's room for, like, Stranger Things is, you know, immediately getting back together to start writing that final season. Uh, uh, next season of Euphoria, their writer's room is getting back together. Uh, biggest thing for me that I'm really happy about is now that now uh, Ryan Reynolds and them can get back to work on Deadpool 3, start making changes and shit, because they were filming, but they weren't able to really make any changes to the script because of the writers being on strike. So now that the writers are, 
you know, back to work, now they can go back through and they could tweak little things here and there, which I'm really excited about because I'm really, you know, I'm I'm really anticipating that movie. Man, I can't wait for that new movie. Yeah, I think it's gonna be really good. I think it might. I think that movie might fucking. You know, I, I'm thinking maybe close to a billion dollars on that movie. I'm, I'm, what? I, I'm, dude, I'm hoping that will help Disney out so much. That movie's gonna be big. I think. You know. Yo, um, speaking of, uh, I want to speak to Elephant in the Room. Oh, kitty. Uh, oh, she just licked herself. Uh, good. Um, I want to speak, uh, not the elephant in the room, but I saw the, uh, <laughs> she's gonna go to that bag. Nope. 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 Um, I saw the trailer for the new Rick and Morty. How do you feel about Rick Sanchez's voice? It's not just Rick's voice. Morty's voice has changed, too. M- Morty's is still, oh, oh, God, Rick. Okay, yeah, dude. but it's not the same guy that was doing it before. Was it the same guy that was doing Rick and Morty? Yeah. I don't know. I, you know, I, I know a lot of people are kind of torn on it, but I mean, I don't. I honestly don't think it sounds that bad. I thought it was. It could have sounded a lot worse, oh, to be honest. Oh, oh yeah, I was like, then when he turned himself into a leg. Hey, what? hey, Morty, guess what? I'm a leg now. Like for me personally, I thought they were gonna go the Solar Opposites route, which what they did with Solar Opposites pretty much completely ruined that show for me. I can't even watch the rest of the new season because it just. I don't know. I just don't like what they their choice. I thought it was really stupid, but so I was really I was like anticipating that that's what they're gonna do with Rick and Morty. So for them to get voices that sound similar enough to what they were before, you know, I mean, I'm happy. Obviously, in a perfect world, I'd rather Justin Roiland come back, but you know, it's business. I guess you got to protect yourself. But you know, I mean, I'm excited about it. I, Looks yeah. pretty good to me still. I yeah, mean, yeah, me too. It's still the 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 raunchiness and shit, but I'm hoping Rick still have his bur- his belters sometimes. Well, I'm sure they're not going to change much because they know how you know how picky uh, Rick and Morty fans are. So. Oh fuck! I know you're so picky because you got a pickle on your leg, <laughs> and that was a dad joke. That wasn't that joke. That wasn't even close. Yo, you remember last time we were uh, last time we were recording your house and you told me not to hit this fucking one button? <sighs> Let me just see something. Hey, can you guys hear me better now? Do you like this? Do you like this version of my voice? Let me know. If not, then this is the only time you're gonna hear it. <laughs> you know where I was like, this son of a bitch is gonna fucking do that damn voice thing. Yo, mm-hmm. I want to hear like. I'm definitely gonna listen to it when it comes out. I'm like, oh, this kind of sounds like I'm a fucking alien. Whoop, whoopa, whoopa, whoopa. What the fuck kind of alien goes whoopa, whoopa, whoopa? Oh, that's a robot alien. Um, yo, you heard about that Staten Island uh, judge? No. The Staten Island judge is like is refusing the immigrants or migrants or whatever the situation is going in New York City is is telling them they can't go to the school that, that school. That means he he's gonna get in trouble. Well, somebody's gotta stand there now. Can't all be pushovers. Nah. Uh, but if Duke is suspended, we support homie. Or homet or home girl. You or, know like fucking Eric Mayor Eric Adams who was all fucking excited 
Oh, yeah, we'll welcome all the migrants here. And now he's like, oh, we can't take you. We don't have room. <laughs> well, you fucking built this bridge, homie. You built it. You can't sit on fire if you can. <laughs> Are you fucking having an aneurysm? No, why? You're not gonna, you're making no sense. Worse than usual. No, no, what the hell? Yeah. Um, any, uh, any other, anything else big? Uh, dude, we're squishing that fucking fish this week. Yeah, I was, uh, we were talking about it at work. And I was like, man, how fucking shitty do the Broncos gotta be for Miami to put up 70 points on you? You know? Like, that's wild. And, like, don't get me wrong, Miami's got a solid team, but to put up 70 points on them, dude, at some point you had to just been like, yeah, fuck it. We just give up. All right. What's the point? All right. If you're, if you're the Buffalo Bills, you're pulling a match of points like that bad. Do you pull your starters out? Let your second string have fun? Or you let your starters just, I mean, just uh, fucking. I mean, you might as well. If you get to a certain point where you know there ain't no coming back, might as well just say, fuck it. Why risk hurting your real, your main guys? You know what I mean? But those fantasy points and overall? Man, I was loving it. Yo, this, this week was my this week was my week. You know why I said that for? Yeah, you finally got a win, you mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dude, but you blew out your motherfucker, too. Damn right. But he's not, I don't know. Tyreek Hill, man. Put up them points for me. I think Tyreek Hill himself put up like 50 points almost. Yeah. Same with Jordan Love. Jordan Love almost put up 50 points by himself. Best pickup I ever made right there. But... Then we gotta look for for the Broncos and uh, Bears game. Oh yay! Oh, uh. everybody's saying it's probably gonna be the worst NFL game all year. <laughs> I don't know. Those uses those worst. Like, what if it's what if at like halftime they're just like you know what we're gonna give both a touchdown because we don't want them to lose. We don't want nobody scored yet. Yo, uh, how was how was watching the Bills game in a different environment this time? Like, it was nice. I like watching it there. I don't mind Yo, uh, yo the only reason I think guys didn't come out to the room because I used to come home from work, I used to try to snooze. You? No. Who, me? No. Not you. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I don't mind watching it there. It's nice. Uh, all right, situation. I got to come for your chair when I'm there. <laughs> you either got the chair, the two chairs, the king's chair, or the uh, pilot, the co-pilot's chair. You got the couch next to my grandma, or you got the couch by yourself. Either way, man. That's still, those are still comfortable. Still all my seats. Um, all right. I know you, I know you guys like going to breakfast on Sundays. N- next Sunday, not this Sunday coming up, but next Sunday. Are you guys going to scans for breakfast? My mom's not, but I am. I'm not going. Huh? I'm just gonna go right to my dad's for the game. Fuck it. That's, yeah, that's the only thing that sucks, because you, what time do you guys get done by breakfast? Like 10? Yeah, the game's already on. There's no yeah, way. I'm not doing, I'm not missing out. So you're going to miss the opportunity to see that fine waitress? Yep. <laughs> she ain't more important than football. Ooh. She's buried anyways. So. Yo, you want to speak of that? Uh, you want to speak of what happened? Taylor Swift uh, feared at the uh, Arrow, Arrowhead game, at the Jesus. Kansas City game. Kelsey's, uh, Kelsey, Kelsey, uh, Travis Kelsey's jersey sales went up 400%. Uh, not 400%, but, like, his his social media went up to 300,000 followers. You know, I've always been following him. Yeah, I bet you have. No, I'm not. 
But you know, I like I like I like how his brother approved. Yeah, congratulations! Congratulations! You just played yourself. Yo, um, speaking of, I got, I played Payday, uh, play Payday Three. It's a good game to get into, but to try and get into it the first, like I played the first game, because okay, I'm doing a tutorial. I'm getting to the second. I'll get into the game. Scar, right, I'm gonna play another one. Can't find a match. Or matches failed. Okay, I'll give it up on it. I said, fuck this game. I, I played it again yesterday. Played one match, got in, no problem. And the second time I tried to play, it glitched out real bad. It looked like it was a matrix glitch kind of shit. You know, see those, those shits before? Mm-hmm. I never, I never experienced that before, but it's like, fuck it. Like, I learned from my mistakes. Yeah, well, I'm kind of excited for the Falcons playing 9.30 on the Sunday. You hear that? Nobody cares. <laughs> um, Any other news? Any conspiracies? Any? Nope. Are you are you keeping on the radar because the Mickey uh, Mouse Club is finally cracking in on you guys? I got a Frankenfinger. Oh, God. Look at it. Uh, dude, my toe, my, my nail keeps breaking. Dude, my t- my toe look like that. Every time my nail goes back, it breaks. Cause it's not strong enough. Not strong enough, young Padawan. Shut the fuck up. Yo, nice scar, man. Nice scratch. Mhm. Ladies, you got a kitty cat. If you want, if you want an interest in dating cheetah. No. Yeah, not the, the market. What? You're off the market? Yep. No. Myself. What? No way. Are you trying to... Are you Are you going to revision yourself? Yep. I'm dating myself. Dude, dating yourself is probably like... There, there's there's a par- couple parts of that. You don't have to spend so much money on dinner. Just only have to spend like $30, $40 on dinner to yourself. You go to the movies, you're only paying one ticket, one drink, pretzel bites... What the fuck? It's my neighbor. Oh. He's cleaning his yard. God damn. It's about to be dark. Yeah, will you go or will you go on vacation with by yourself to find yourself? Or a vacation with your boys to help you out with your mental health? Wait, yes. You see. don't help me with my mental health. You make it worse. Oh well. Ah. You drive me fucking nuts. Hey. The, the people that ask you questions, uh, I ask I ask this guy a thousand questions. What are the questions you ask me? It's the constant of these questions. You don't even ask me anything real. You just ask me stupid shit over and over again. How you been doing? Let's be honest. Let's be honest. How you no. been? Wait, we can't have to be honest. Let's not be honest. Let's not Let's be honest. We hey, we could talk it out. No, I'm good. Hey, you call me. Oh, shit. It's about it, man. Uh-huh. All right, I'm just going off script on that one. Let's get into this fucking episode, man. Um, to sleep. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Um. I picked this episode. I'm like, all right. Uh, I'm just looking. Like, I'm trying to find something. Like, I don't want to do America as much. I was like, all right, let me go. Let me go into Canada. They got like, 140 something uh, murderers on that site. And I was like, all right. Uh, it was, it was two. Uh, 
It was an, the alcohol murderer, or uh, I didn't look into the other one. Well, uh, Cheetah told me, "Hey, let's do the alcohol one." I'm like, all right, fuck it. Why not? This dude looks like a fucking uh. He yeah, you know he you know he looks like like Uncle Jim. No, but <laughs> oh, Leo. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Just a little bit. Yo, before we go on that, I think I found my perfect range is right here. <sighs> but anyway, uh, my bad. Yeah, it's called Alcohol Murderer. The Boozing Barber. Who was a fucking barber? Um, mm-hmm. He was a silly killer. Uh, characters was alcohol slash rape. Got uh, anything else you want to say here? Well, let's get into the right, uh, life of this guy. Let's go in the life of the guy. You want to uh, start it off? I can catch up with you? Well, I got it. Uh, no, I got it, motherfucker. Didn't huh. we talk about this before the episode started? Man, I can't remember. Shit. We literally talked about this. The reading's not your strong suit. Oh, yeah. yeah. I remember. I, I, I raised your victims. Yeah, so uh, between 1965 and 1987, Gilbert Paul Jordan killed at least 10, mo- 10 women in Vancouver, British Columbia. Uh, Jordan was born Gilbert Paul Elise in Vancouver, Canada on December 12, 1931. He was an alcoholic and a high school dropout by the age of 16. By 1952, his cr- criminal record included theft, assault, car theft, and heroin possession. Paul Elise had a ravenous appetite for booze and drunken sex. Soon he was drinking over 50 ounces of vodka a day. Holy shit. Not surprisingly, his companions were other alcoholics. Sober people wouldn't want to go out with me, so I didn't have much option, he explained during his trial. I didn't want to drink in my room all by myself. According to his statements, he had sex with over 200 women a year. He sought out prostitutes in the slums and dive bars of Vancouver. Hold on, hold on. Hold on. Before you continue on, 200 women a year? Yeah. Well, I, I bet he's like, hey, baby, you want some beers? Oh my God, I'm right here. We've got to fuck first. I, mm-hmm. I, I, I think. Sure, I'm sure that's exactly how it happened. Yeah, Um. a little backstory. Uh, Vancouver's on the West Coast. It's in the British Columbia, BC. Pretty sure people know where Vancouver is. Some, some people don't know where Vancouver is at. Uh, Paul often ran afoul of the law, and in 1961, police found a five-year-old First Nations girl in his car. Although charged with abduction, he was never convicted. The case ended in a stay of proceedings in May 1961. Shortly after Christmas Day, Christmas Day that year, inebriated, Paul threatened to jump off the Lions Gate Bridge. Traffic stopped until he gave up the attempt. Soon afterwards, he was found in contempt of court in North Vancouver for saluting Nazi style in the courtroom. <laughs> what the fuck? In 1963, Paul lured two women into his car with an invitation to drink. Police charged with him rape and theft. He was also convicted on the theft charge. He was convicted on the theft charge, but acquitted of rape. The boo- the boozing barber soon progressed to murder. 
What the fuck? Was he not getting his way with these bras or something? What, his bras are better? Why do these guys just... You know, they just need... They just need to amp it up, man. They need the next thing. You know? That's why you'll see a lot of these guys, they'll go from, like, petty theft and shit like that to... Then they start, you know, like, kidnapping chicks, basically, and, like, fucking, you know, murder them and shit. Or just, like, rape. And then they go to the big leagues because they just, you know... Like, the next thing in the line gives them a high, and they're like, fuck, I want to keep this going, so what do I got to do to get even better high than this? And that's when, you know, a lot of them end up at murder, because for them, murdering someone is, like, the ultimate high. Oh, fuck yeah. But if you murder somebody... You want to murder somebody in the... Or if I'm going to stab you, I want to do a better stabbing. Like, if I could go around and stab, kind of. Why do I feel like you've thought about this before? Nah, it's all about this now. Uh-huh. You say so. Uh, so, in 1965, this is when Jordan, uh, known as Paul at the time, uh, claimed his first victim. A switchboard operator named Ivy Rose... Oswald accompanied Paul on one of his drinking binges. The next day, her nude body was found in a Vancouver hotel room with a blood alcohol level of 0.51. God damn. That's triple. That's almost quad the amount of drinking limit. Wait. Yeah. Uh, death by alcohol poisoning occurs at around 0.04 or 0.4. Uh, and the legal driving limit is 0.08. Chugging, chugging 12 beers results in a blood alcohol level of about 0.3, the point when a person usually back, blacks out. To die of alcohol poisoning, the victim has to drink a lot of booze very fast. Uh, Doreen's death was ruled accidental. 22 years later, her killer would confess. Wow. Was it one of, if I'm starting to know these, these, kill, these killers we start talking about, I bet he was already done. Like, dude, I'm done. Like, you could arrest me now. I'm just gonna say I did it. Well, I mean, in '65, man, you got to think they're probably not, not a lot of serial killers on their radar at the time. So they probably, you know, it was probably easier back then to get away with this kind of shit because they wouldn't. You know, I mean, they wouldn't expect that it was an actual person doing it. They'd just be like, oh, well, this chick just fucking drank too much, and you know, she died. Yeah, um, that that's just crazy. Just like uh, dead by alcohol poisoning occurs around point four. Uh, that's like, that's 40%, that's 40% of your, uh, your blood is in, is alcohol. Yeah. Well, I, ne- I never knew it, uh, point zero three is the point where a person blacks out. Mm-hmm. Uh, a few days after, uh, Paul's first murder, he applied to change his name to Jordan. Uh, and the application was approved. Charges and convictions for drug di- drunk diving, drunk driving mounted steadily. In 1969, he was charged twice on the same day. Gilbert Paul Jordan soon amassed other criminal charges, including 1971 Vancouver, B.C., committing an incident, indecent act in a public place. The charge was dismissed. 1973 Mackenzie, B.C. Convicted of indecent exposure. 1974, Prince George, B.C., convicted of indecent assault and sentenced to two years less a day. 
Holy fuck. Homie was just getting drunk and just flashing his wiener. I was like, hey, how you doing? Hey. But pretty that's much. A, that's fucking. That's what happens with booze. If if you don't have no one with you, you do crazy stuff. You do stupid stuff. Uh, in 1975, the boozing barber was back on the street. This time, oh wait, I, sorry, I skipped something. Uh, the Crown tried to have him declared a dangerous offender in 1974. Jordan's lawyer intervened, and the request was denied. And then in 1975, the boozing barber was back on the street. This time, he abducted a woman from a mental institution. Police charged him on several counts, including kidnapping and sexual intercourse with a feeble-minded person. He was sentenced to 26 months for assault. At the Slow Can Barbershop on Kingsway Avenue, three women died between between July 1982 and June 1985. Although Jordan reported the deaths after consulting his lawyer, he he escaped investigation. The coroner ruled all three accidental by alcohol poisoning. The victims were known alcoholics and prostitutes at a high risk for such a fate. Yo, um, I just uh, found out, uh, declare of dangerous offenses. A person under under dangerous offenses, the sentence is typically held for a minimum tense that consents with the sentence the person who has received without, without the dangerous offer sentence and therefore is subject to review of the person's state of mind of uh, determining or eligibility for release. He's probably telling his lawyers like, dude, it wasn't me. What? You were out there exposing your weenie. It is you. Yeah, well, you know, that's why lawyers get paid so much, man, because a lot of times they're just fucking great at their jobs. Man, I wish I could be a lawyer. They can make the fucking lowest low-life scum look like a fucking, you know, look like he's misunderstood. Oh, he's misunderstood. Uh, He didn't take his medicine today, Judge. So, uh, in 1987... Jordan came under suspicion. He spent the night of October 11th drinking with a female companion at the Seedy Niagara Hotel in Vancouver. Several times Jordan went out to buy booze. At 6 a.m. on October 12th, he left the hotel for the last time at 7.40 a.m. Police received an anonymous phone call. In a room at the Niagara Hotel, they found the naked body of Vanessa Lee Buckner, 27. Buckner sometimes worked as a prostitute, but was known as a moderate drinker. She had a blood alcohol level of 0.91. More than twice the amount needed to kill a person. Ah, uh, now. <laughs> yeah, fucking crazy, man. And this is where, like... This, this little section right here just goes to show you that this guy did not give a fuck. He had no remorse for anybody. Hell no. Uh, during his trials, uh, court w- the court would hear that Jordan poisoned her, sexually assaulted her, and left her to die as black fluid oozed out of her mouth and nose. Black fluid? That means you just you're dying. You get internal bleeding? Yeah, and he just fucking left her there like that. God damn. So just man, that fuck. Fucking scumbag, man. Fucking sick fuck. Uh, Nick... Nick Basabara, the father of the victim, expressed his outrage when the case went to trial. He's a worm, he said. Barsbara said in an interview with the Toronto Sun, he's a lowlife. He should be squashed, just as he squashed a lot of those girls' lives. 
the police tracked the anonymous anonymous early morning call of October 12th to Jordan's room at the nearby Ma- Marble Arch Hotel. When the nude body of Edna Shade turned up at another hotel a month later, fingerprints matched those of Gilbert Paul Jordan. Edna Shade has had died from alcohol poisoning, so police placed Jordan under surveillance. For 11 days, they watched Jordan, and during that time, he took four intended victims to hotel rooms in Vancouver's downtown east side. Each time, police interrupted the drinking binges. Jordan was heard to say, Have a drink. Down the hatch, baby. 20 bucks if you want to drink it right down. See if you're a real woman. Finish that drink. Finish that drink. Down the hatch. Hurry. Right down. You need another drink? I'll give you 50 bucks if you can take it. Two of the women had blood alcohol levels of .52 and .43. Police arrested the boozing barber as he was poisoning his last attempted victim. She had lost consciousness. And when police entered the room, Jordan was lying on top of her, forcing the contents of a large bottle of vodka down her throat. Investigators then linked Gilbert Paul Jordan to at least ten deaths. He was charged in seven, but only convicted... In the death of Vanessa Lee Buckner, he received 15 years from manslaughter. On appeal, Jordan succeeded in reducing his sentence to nine years. He served six. Although the appellant, appellant has left a trail of seven victims, the last was the first occasion when persons in authority in a forceful and real, realistic manner brought to the appellant's attention the fact that supplying substantial qualities of liquor to women who were prepared uh, to drink with him was a contributing case of their deaths for which he might be held criminally responsible. Uh, In 2000, Jordan tried to change his name to Paul Pierce. At the time, a change in British Columbia didn't require fingerprinting or a criminal check. Authorities closed the loophole and Jordan dropped the application. In 2004, at the age of 72, Jordan was once more a free man. He immediately violated his parole and was rearrested at a hotel in Winnipeg, Manitoba, Manitoba. After spending two more years in and out of jail for parole violations, the boozing barber died on July 7, 2006 in Victoria, British Columbia. Yeah, that's fucking... Gets out like a free man and goes back to doing the same motherfucking crime. Mm-hmm. That's just fucking weird about that shit. Yeah, I got a, uh, <clears throat> I got a thing here that a lady wrote in the Toronto Sun about him. It's called Watching Drunk Girls Die. Uh, the boozing barber, once alleged to be the Vancouver's most notorious lady killer, is headed back behind bars after taking a trip to Winnipeg. Gilbert Paul Jordan, a wealthy 72-year-old former barber, is headed back behind bars just days after violating his probation by leaving Vancouver Island. He was arrested in Winnipeg on Wednesday night. He has been linked to the deaths of 10 women who have died suddenly of alcohol poisoning. Jordan would prey on the vulnerable in Vancouver's seedy downtown Eastside, ply them with dangerous amount of booze, have sex with them, and then watch them die. Three of the women were found in his barbershop. Four died in a flop hotel rooms he had rented. 
At the time, most of the deaths were declared accidental overdoses of alcohol. Even though Jordan was involved in reporting many of them, after consulting his lawyer, but almost all of his victims were native alcoholics and authorities seemed to care as little as he did. They were all on their last legs, he coolly told a Vancouver reporter in 2000. I didn't give a damn who I was drinking with. I mean, we're all dying sooner or later. Jordan has been convicted of manslaughter just once in the 1987 death of Vanessa Lee Buckner, 27, who was found naked in a hotel room floor after a heavy drinking binge with Jordan. Her blood alcohol level was more than 11 times the legal limit for driving. Court heard that as black wicked oozed from her mouth and nose, Jordan fled her hotel room and left her alone to die. He poisons them first and then has sex with them. Buckner's angry father, Nick Pisarba, said yesterday, no parent should have to go through this. A month after her death, police found Jordan's fingerprints in another Skid Row hotel where Edna Shade's nude body was discovered. Police had him under surveillance for 11 days later when they rescued another room woman from his hotel room. That's when he, you know, went with the down the hatch baby stuff. The police overheard him saying that to her. Down the hatch, baby. Uh, Jordan was arrested but charged only with Buckner's death. An alcoholic who consumes more than 50 ounces of vodka a day, Jordan has a criminal record dating back to 1952 that includes convictions for rape, indecent assault, abduction, hit and run, drunk driving, car theft. He has been in and out of jail countless times for breaching his probation after being found drinking in the company of women usually native alcoholics. Sober people wouldn't go out with me, so I didn't have much option, he explained in his 1988 trial. I didn't want to drink in my room all by myself. His quest for drunken sex was insatiable. By his own estimation, he was with 200 women a year hunting for his prey in the city's seediest dives. In 2011, he was acquitted of sexual assault. A few months later, he was charged again in Victoria with sex assault, and administering a noxious substance, alcohol, those charges eventually stayed. The savvy predator came close to disappearing completely. In December 2000, an inconcus legal notice appeared in the classified pages of Victoria Magazine. Jordan was quietly serving a legal notice that he was changing his name to Paul Pierce. At the time, unlike in Ontario... A British Columbia name change application did not require fingerprinting or a criminal background check. An unsuspecting police officer, after checking on Paul Pierce, would not pick up his history of manslaughter or rape. There would have been nothing to stop him from luring more women into his web. But once Jordan's bid to change his name became known, authorities moved quickly to close the loophole. He abruptly dropped his bid to change his name. So the boozing barber goes back to jail once more, but only for a short time. He was—he has admitted that a sizable inheritance, wise investments, and in playing the stock market has ensured that he can hire the best lawyers and ensure that he's not declared a dangerous offender. While his victim's father wonders how many chances a killer should receive. He's a worm. He's a lowlife, Basparba says bitterly over the long-distance line of Abbotsford. He should be qu- squashed, just as he squashed a lot of girls' lives. God damn. You know, before he went on his fucking murderous rage, he was just 
lived in the slum, the slums of Vancouver, and brought up in the like in the wrong part of the neighborhood, kind of. But I was trying to find if his mom or his dad had to do something with him. Yeah, there's not there's not a lot known about him, which is strange because they usually have a lot of that information. Yeah, um, I figured that. Uh, how you rank? How you rank this guy? Man, we ain't doing fucking ranks. Did I tell you the last time we did a fucking zero killer? Dude, yeah, you told me last time. We, we ain't just... doing fucking ranks. Why? Because it's too fucking hard to rank them. They're all fucked up in their own way. <laughs> Yo, who was the other? Who was the other guy we we're, were looking at? Motherfucker, you the one sent it to me, and you don't even know. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna send it to you again. Just um, dude, what's your opinion about that? About what? About um, the alcohol barber. Oh, I pretty think he's pretty fucked up. Yeah, I think he's fucked up too. I bet he was giving haircuts like. Hey, after work, you want to go to the bar with me? Mm-hmm. I, I just sent it to you. I know, I got it. I found it. All right. All right. Um, I, this is this is going to be a new thing for us because I didn't realize how short this uh, this story was. I'm going to do another serial killer. Two serial killers for the price of one. Cheetah. What what is Chop doing over here? I don't know. Drive me fucking nuts, dude. I always drive you fucking nuts. Um, who's who's the next guy? Hold on. Hold on. Technical difficulties. Uh, our next uh, real piece of shit. Oh, fuck. There's no killer now. He's a guy named Joseph Dewey Aiken. Mm. Oh, Georgia. Yeah. They called him the Code Blue Junkie. Oh, what the fuck? Yeah, me. And this was most recent, too. Like, 1990s. Well, I'm trying to find a place, good place to start. All right. You do that like a pop... I say, Aiki, Aiken. Okay, I got it. I got it. Ready? Hold on, let me go. Let me find it. A- oh my god! How you spell it? A K A K I N. Oh, you got it on your phone, right in front of you. You don't want to spell it. <laughs> All right, no, I found him. Yeah, Joseph Dewey. 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 (laughs) Joseph Dewey Aiken. Known as the Cold Blue Junkie. As Cheetah said. Uh, Nurse uh, Aiki. Aiki? Aiken. Oh my fucking God. (laughs) Nurse Aiken, 35, who worked at. The uh, Cabo Green Hospital in Birmingham, Alabama was... No, 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 no. No? Did we literally just talked about this before we started the other one. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Reading's not your strong suit. Hell no. Homie. And then you immediately try to start reading? Yeah. Come on. <sighs> You're killing me, man. Hey, but 
Well, this guy, he didn't, he didn't went for uh, men. He went for both. You can't say he didn't go for men and then say he went for both. Then he did go for men. Yeah, but damn. I was supposed to say, he, I say he didn't went for men or women. He went for both. I was, yeah, but then that would mean he did go for men and women. Anyways, Nurse Joseph Dewey Aiken, 35, worked at Cooper Green Hospital in Birmingham, Alabama, uh, was tried in September 1992 for killing Robert J. Price, a quadriplegic, with a lethal, lethal dose of lidocaine. Oh, lidocaine? Holy shit. Um, yeah, it's just like, then again... I looked under when I was doing my research this morning before I felt give this to our to the fellow guys. I'm like, all right, I'm gonna see what's going on in Georgia. At first, I was like, I'm I don't want to do like one or two kills. I want something that's at least eighteen or like at least eight or more kills because them stories are fucked. Mm-hmm. Hold on, I'm just looking to see if there's. There's anything like early because all the shit that I, it's on here only talks about like his killing and shit. That's just weird. Like, remember one time I found out one person, we just found out, oh, his mother uh, forced him to have sex with her friends. Mm hmm. Strange. Strange. It's very little known about this guy. I can't really find anything. I'm trying. I'm trying to find myself. Hmm. All right. Well, I guess I'll just read this shit. Fuck it. Oh, fuck it. <laughs> uh, investigators suspected Aiken and over 100 deaths in the area over the past decade in 20 different facilities where he worked. However, many of those facilities had thwarted investigations. Aiken had long been suspected of causing many cold blue medical emergencies, both in Alabama and in hospitals around the metro Atlanta area. The number of such emergencies at one hospital in Georgia was unusually high when Aiken was working there. Uh, his colleagues noticed that at least four types of heart drugs had been stolen. In the incident in which Aiken was arrested, the amount of lidocaine found in Price's body was twice the lethal dose and four times the therapeutic dose. While lidocaine, while defense experts attempted to explain it as something other than murder, prosecution experts had a ready counter-explanation. At Atkins' trial, Marion Albright, Price's assigned nurse, testified that when she came back from the lunch break, she saw Aiken walking out of Price's room. She attempted to enter to check on her patient, but he had tried to advent, prevent her from doing so. Aiken's defense lawyer stipulated that initial cardiac arrest was give, was caused by a blocked ventilation tube and that the amount of lidocaine found in his body was given to Price when the team, the emergency team was trying to save his life. The defense also pointed out inconsistencies in nurses' testimony and in hospital records as well as the fact that the hospital had originally billed the Price family for the lidocaine, indicating that it had been ordered for him, and if not, they had they had billed falsely. Holy fuck! Uh, in the end, after just an over an hour of deliberation, 
and only two votes, the jury decided that the circumstances warranted a conviction. When the verdict was read, Aiken put his hand to his face. One juror, uh, when interviewed for the Atlanta Journal and Constitution, said too many people all placed him at the scene of the crime and nothing he said to explain it made any sense. On appeal, Aiken's conviction was overturned, yet when he was tried again, the jury was unable to reach a verdict. Another retrial was scheduled for March 1998, but two months before it was to begin, Aiken pled guilty to manslaughter. He received a sentence of 15 years. Jesus Christ. Yep. Man, we got, we got fucked up people. Uh, I, was just, I was just looking at what cold blue means. Uh, cold blue means... Uh, Heart attack. Wait, let me just. Cold blue hospital. A, a cold blue hospital announcement means that an adult is having a medical emergency, usually a cardiac, cardiac or a respiratory arrest or heart attack. And what, what was the, uh, what was that drug of choice? Lithium? Lidocaine. Lidocaine. Sounds like a. Oh, lidocaine. There's a lot of people, um, like nurse wise. That they'll, uh, what their thing is, that they'll bring people to the brink of death so that they can be the ones that bring them back. Because it gives them, like, the hero complex, which you see that a lot, too, in a lot of nurses. Maybe not as much now, but, you know, like, in the early days of medicine, that would happen a lot. There's a lot of people that would bring their patients to, like, the brink of death just so they could bring them back so they get kind of, like, the credit and shit. It was really fucking wild. Huh. It's, um... Prevents pain. The the the, the king, It prevents pain. The, um, the it prevents pain by blocking the signal fr- from the nerve end. I mean, he's just injecting motherfuckers like, "Hey, you fucking." Uh, a little more into the trial of this uh, Joseph Dewey Aiken. Uh, as jurors failed to reach a verdict in the retrial of Georgia nurse charged in the death of paraplegic, paraplegic patient prompting the judge to declare a mistrial, the Jefferson County jury reported Wednesday was unable to reach a verdict at the murder retrial of Joseph Dewey Aiken of Marietta, Georgia. Circuit Judge G. J. Richmond Pearson said Aiken would be tried again on March 17, 1998. Aiken was charged in the 1991 death of Robert J. Price of Birmingham. At the time of his death, Price, 32, was a patient at the Cooper Green Hospital and Aiken was working there as a nurse. An Alabama appeals court overturned the 1992 conviction, ruling that the judge erred when he did not dismiss a potential juror who said he thought Aiken was guilty. Prosecutors contend Aiken injected Price, a paraplegic with a fatal dose of lidocaine, a local anesthetic and heart medication. Prosecutors say Atkins, or Aiken got a thrill from listening to the man's heart rate monitor sound and alert and watching hospital workers race to save him. Aiken's attorneys contend Price died of natural causes and the lidocaine was mistakenly administered uh, during efforts to resuscitate him. Aiken was also suspected but never charged in at least 17 suspicious deaths at the North Fulton Regional Hospital in Roswell, Georgia, where he worked in 1990. 
Price's mother, Mary Price, said Wednesday she is praying that God will give her the strength for a further trial. Mary Price saw Aiken convicted for the murder at his first trial in 1992, but the Alabama Court of Criminal Appeals overturned the conviction last year. Jurors at the retrial, which spanned about three weeks, started deliberating last week. They reported a deadlock Friday afternoon, but Pearson told them to continue deliberating. Then on Monday, jurors had to start deliberations over a juror's illness prompted the judge to replace him. Mary said each trial brings back her son's death like it just happened. It makes it harder, harder on me, she said. David Cromwell Johnson, one of Aiken's lawyers, said Georgia turned up no evidence to implicate him and cleared him of any wrongdoing. Jefferson County Chief Deputy District Attorney Roger Brown challenged Johnson's claim that is not what the GBI, Georgia Bureau of Investigation Investigator, and the Deputy DA from Georgia told me, Brown said, declining to give details. Johnson said medical examiners from the two Atlanta area counties involved in the investigation gave affidavits saying there was no wrongdoing on Aiken's part. This case is not about medicine. This case is a Salem witch hunt. What the fuck? This case is Joe the serial killer. Joe who has killed so many people and will kill again if we let him out, Johnson said. God damn. This motherfucker is more harder than the fucking alcohol barber. Mm-hmm. But you're you're saying um these nurses will inject him? It's like will inject him? It's like oh I brought the guy back to life after I killed him. Whoops. Well, no, there's a lot of people that'll they'll sneak ways into like basically like code their patients, so their patients basically read as like you know basically like dead, but they only do it so they could be the ones that bring him back because it gives them the the hero complex. Oh, fuck, you get a hero complex, you get, like, a little bonus for saving somebody's life? Yeah, it gets them all, like, fucked up and shit, and they, like, get all fucking turned on by it and shit. You, you think this is worse than, uh, shoving booze on some prostitute's mouth? I don't know, I mean, in a case like that, with the boozing barber, I mean, yeah, it's fucked up, but, I mean, what do you expect from a piece of shit? In this case with Aiken, he's a fucking nurse, man, he went to school... Specifically to save people's lives, and he's did it specifically to take lives. I mean, that's pretty fucked up. And you yeah, can't, I, you can't trust your hospital nurse. Who the fuck can you trust? Yeah, that is very true. Uh, I think I think we did talk about the uh, we we did have another nurse case. We did. Like once again, why why are you going to spend hard earned money for like four years, four to seventy eight years, just to ooh, I murdered somebody. In the early days, there was a lot of, a lot of the most common, the, like, one of the common jobs to have, you know, people that worked that were, like, killers and shit, were nurses and shit, because they were so, for them, it was so easy to get away with it, Yo, you back know, in the day. Yeah, you know, um, you know who lost his license? Remember that, uh, uh, Dr. Feelgood in Niagara Falls? Oh, yeah, I remember that guy. Dude, he went down a legend, he gave over a thousand, like, oh, oh, you need this? Okay, player. Yeah, I remember that guy. Yeah, is he in jail? Probably. Yeah, well, um... Yeah, I figured we'd just knock out two serial killers. I was like, okay, I'm just... It, it was something I was looking at 6 o'clock, 7 o'clock in the morning. No, really? 
<laughs> I couldn't tell. Um, but do you like doing uh? Do you like doing the two serial kills like that, or you rather do like focus on one? Well, I mean, in this case, it was easy because both of them were short. Short. We can't always plan for you know an episode to be short like that. No, fuck no. But is is what it is. Mm-hmm. Are, are you are you next week? I don't fucking know anymore. <laughs> well, yeah, I can't fucking remember. Uh, hey, you are. Or we give or we give to uh, Choop. If we give to him. Then we gotta wait till Saturday. Cause he starts his second shift next week. Oh shit! Yeah, we figure it out. Uh, Fiden just messaged me. Told me to tell everybody he says hello. Hello, Fiden. And told me to tell Chop, shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, other other two serial killers we talked about today. Who who did worse, Aikens or uh the or uh Jordan? I don't know, probably Jordan. Aiken, the, the only one he ever got convicted for was the one, you know I mean? There was no proof to... But uh, Jordan to, got convicted for the one, but... He, yeah, but they knew about the other. They knew he was responsible for the other ones. For this one, they couldn't, you know what I mean? They couldn't be sure that he like, was. I, I think I think they're about equal. If, if you I think had, everything's about equal. You can't ever choose a side. Ever. Yeah, okay. You're fucking indecisive. Name one thing I was like that. Literally all the way leading up to fucking Captain America Civil War, I kept telling you had to pick a side, and you said, "Oh, I'm neutral. I like them both." Uh, yeah, I was neutral, but I should have stuck. I should have stuck with Iron Man. Because yeah, well, where's fucking Iron Man now? Dead. dead. Exactly. Whatever, bitch. Captain America. Captain America had to have Bucky Scepter be his ass. No. Yeah. Literally the whole last half of the fight, Bucky's dead already. Or Bucky's knocked out. And fucking Cap's just whooping that ass. Yeah, I want to see a real fight between them. That'll be kind of weird. Fighting's about to watch one of the greatest movies ever created. What? What's that? The Legend of Bagger Vance. Never heard of it. It's so good. It's got Will Smith in it. Oh, shit. Matt Damon. Um, It's a great fucking Speaking movie. of that movie... I saw the machine today. <laughs> that, I am the machine. I am the it's like I like I like what he did. He did the backstory, but he explained more. Bert explained more in the uh, backstory what really happened. But I never, I, I never remember that he had his chick. Like, oh, I think she's still pretty kind of hot. <laughs> I don't think he really had a chick. I think they just just put that in their movie just to kind of sell it more. But but they definitely did the. Uh, Remember uh, in like John Wick is it the pencil trick? They talk about it in the first movie. In the second movie they actually did it. Yeah, the one part where they where uh Igor spit on the teacher. They said, Man, fuck this bitch, this is Russia <laughs> you, you know, before I was watching and then I, I watched the uh skit. That skit gets funny every time. The chick that plays his wife in that movie's hot oh. as fuck. Yeah, I was like what? Fucking horny. Is this, uh... What, did he got his wife's name right in it? Luann? Yeah. Yeah. Or Luann. Yeah. It was a good movie. If I, if I had to give a rating out of it... If I had to give a rating out of, out of uh, 10... I'd say about... 
7.6-ish. We, we give that. Did you watch Mutant Mayhem yet? Who? Mutant Mayhem. No. The new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? No, not yet. You're fucking failing. You no. failed me. I don't fail you yet. You failed me. Well, how you watched it? It's on Paramount Plus. It is? I told you that last week. What the fuck? Hey, y'all, I'm watching that today. Lucas was also on Paramount Plus. Super Mario Brothers. Yo. Jack Black, he played a major role in the, uh... As Bowser. Uh-huh. Excuse me. <laughs> I'm fucking starving. Hey, hey, at least you don't have to like, worry about driving late home and... and I'm gonna get some fucking Wendy's. Are you gonna door dash it? Why don't I do that when you're right here, motherfucker? Yeah, that motherfucker over here. <laughs> Alright, um... How was that nacho burger, by the way? Yo, be honest. Uh, we should start doing, like, like, like new f- foods and trends. Uh, it had a little kick to it, not like a hot hot kick, but just have just a, just enough, just just like a natural enough kick, if you know what I'm saying. That's why we can't do food reviews, right there. Why? Because you think everything's good. No. Every single food you've ever no. tried, you're always like, oh, it's pretty good. No, uh, out of the five 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 fat guy rating, or let's go ten because ten I like ten because you oh you, I I give it a this right here is exactly why we don't do food ratings. I give it a. A 7.6. You know why we don't do food ratings? Because every time you try a stinger from a new place, you claim that's the best stinger ever made. <laughs> that's why we don't do food ratings. Dude, we should, uh, all right, how about this one? How's the, how's the new vo- voodoo? Fucking delicious. Is it better than the previous one? Hell yeah, the last one tastes like shit. Out of the... Uh, out this of this fucking... Uh, they just revealed what the flavor is. It's cherry airheads. What the fuck? It's delicious. Yo, out, bomb. Out, of, out of the cheated uh, tank scale, where you we put it? Uh, just for voodoo alone, because they've had enough flavors of that now where I can rank it I mean, amongst the others. I think there's been about like three or four now. It's probably the best one they've made so far of the voodoo, in my opinion. Ah. It'll never, like, outside of like the main cast of flavors, though, It'll never be better than Baja Blast. Yeah, Baja uh, Blast still remains supreme. If I was still drinking, in a very close second, though, it's probably uh. No, actually, you know what? I take that back. Pitch Black was the top Mountain Dew flavor ever, and then Baja Blast. You, you, you're you're putting Baja Blast over Game Fuel. That might change when Game Fuel re re releases in November, if it's still as good as it used to be. Jesus. Yo, let me know how it tastes, homie. I'm gonna drink the fuck out of it. I'm gonna drink it so much, I'm gonna be fat as fuck. <laughs> it's gonna be worth it. It definitely is gonna be worth it. Game fuels my shit, I missed that. Yeah. You know what my favorite Mountain Dew was? I didn't like the reg- I didn't like the regular one. I like Cold Red. Cold Red had that little spice Basic to it. Basic ass bitch flavor. Yeah, okay, you had a regular Mountain Dew, big ass bitch ass. I don't drink regular Mountain Dew anymore. I haven't in years. How about uh, how about Maui Blaui? What? Uh, the Mountain Dew Maui Bowie. What the fuck is Maui Bowie? Uh, Boo 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 Boo. What? The one right there. One. This. Next. The yellow box. Yeah, the yellow box. Maui Burst. Yeah. That was alright, but it's only good if you like pineapple. Well, hell yeah. It's got a very thick pineapple Yo, taste. I I noticed uh, 
I noticed uh, Baja got like four different flavors now. Baja blast. Yeah, they had a fucking great one a couple years ago. And then they fucking got rid of it. Oh, is it? It was like Maui something. Maui burst. Not Maui burst, but it was like Maui like punch or something. Yeah, I think they got it's it. fucking bomb. No, talk- it's not the same one. It tastes like shit. <laughs> Yo, you see the Pepsi change the logo? Pepsi always does it. They fucking suck. Yo. Just kidding. I fucking love Pepsi. <laughs> you remember the Pepsi that Fonzie got you hooked on? And every time, I, every time we go to Walmart, this guy's like... Oh, dude, I fucking miss that Pepsi so much. Well, Pepsi Mango? No, it was Pepsi fucking uh, Berry. <laughs> she was so good. All right. Uh, Uh-oh, Target's closing nine stores. Uh-oh. In uh, New York City, Seattle, Fra- San Francisco, and Portland because of theft <laughs> and the unorganized f- crime. What the fuck? Fucking wild. Yeah, dude. I could I could dress like a bum going to Walmart, but if I'm going if I'm going to Target, I gotta make sure I have something decent on. Sure. <laughs> Tell me, I go to Target after I fucking work all day, dude. My clothes are all stained and shit. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> yeah, I can't I, Target. I, I can't I can I, lick my nuts up. I, yeah, fuck Target. But well, um, yeah, I just figured we do two sheer killers. This week, um, I was Chupa's here. Oh yeah, I forgot to talk about the big itself in the room. We'll see what happens after Sunday. The government might shut down again. <laughs> oh my god, again! It's been a long time since that's happened. <laughs> At least what a few years? No, they always shut down. It's crazy because the last time they shut down, I was working where I'm working now. Yeah, you know, it was. It was like that. No, they never. They haven't shut down forever. The only thing is going to suck. They're going to shut down. So why, why are they going to shut down now? Uh, they can't um, agree on a deal or something for a budget or some shit. Oh, the fuck's bu- the matter? They're already fucking rich. They're already fucking. Yeah, I'm. Do you know what I'm waiting for? I'm waiting for the first uh, tattooed uh, president, like sleeved out. Yeah, because that's gonna happen. It's gonna happen sooner or later. No, probably not. Not in our lifetime. <laughs> probably not. Not while all these old fucks are still around. Yo, if I if I come president for four years, I'm head on. Sure. Good luck with that. Alright, that was a good episode. Huh. Yeah, myself. man. Fucking solid episode. Thanks for nothing, chop. <laughs> Hey, I, I think it's on my feet. Yeah. Like, I You're not I, good at that. Like, I don't mind future shit episodes, but there was, there was times we were just getting out of, we were going off the rail bad, and now we were... Yeah, man, well, that's what people like. Man, they like our fucking random shenanigans huh. and shit. No fucking way. And what's going on? They just released the new battle pass for Halloween uh, Warzone. It's I, got fucking spawn on it. Yeah, I thought Warzone died. It's got spawn on it and the fucking violator. <laughs> no, Warzone ain't fucking died. What are you talking about? Warzone 1, they shut down the servers. Oh. Warzone 2 still around. 
You think there's gonna be a Warzone three when Modern Warfare three comes? No, but it's all gonna be new shit. I bet you can't wait. All right, we barely even play anymore. All right, do you got any other things to say? Anything to finish the episode off? No, no. <laughs> Alright, you know the you know the catchphrase. Thanks for riding along, losers. Bye.